So you mentioned that the Lakers uh, have three days off. You have three days off. That, that, I, look, it was on my pad earlier. I said Slee's three-day quasi-weekend. Lakers playing is it's Sunday, right? But you got three days where you at least have your nights free. That's something. That's unusual for you. So uh, I, I think you were saying you're, you're driving down to SD tonight. I am. Um, we're carpooling, right? <laughs> you hop in. Sure, we get the diamond lane. We I'm, can go do it together. I'll be going down. I was telling Taylor this. It does really feel like this when you just have the show. Yes. I feel like today's a day off. <laughs> I get to come in here, shoot the you-know-what, talk a little sports, mix in whatever the hell we talk about. But because there's nothing in the evening, that's uh, that's fantastic. So I'll, I'll be Wait, down in San Diego for a couple of days. Are you going down tonight, yeah. too? Yeah. Okay. What, what time are you leaving? Maybe we can make this worth our while. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm real busy. Drop you. A lot of stuff going on. <laughs> See, this is how it goes. I try to, you know, trying to find those extra moments <laughs> to bring it together, to kind of create the bond, to make it very special. I'm good. You just, you I got just a go podcast <laughs> that I'm going to listen to all the way down. You just shoot down without me. Maybe later on we'll get it. Okay. I'll drive both of you guys. I, I believe I've got it. I love to drive you guys. Yes. I'll drive both of you guys. It's going to be a whole party. <laughs> we got and it. I will be, I'll be cured of all my sickness. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm worried when when the doctor says, yeah, we don't know what's wrong with you. I think I'm good getting in a car with you anytime soon. <laughs> I, I think that's probably okay. something. I think that we I already diagnosed her. <laughs> uh, the the whiskey flu. That's what my wife calls it when when she's a little uh, not feeling her best. The next day, she's well, like, I got the weather. I got a touch of the whiskey flu. So Big E said, bacon wrapped hot dog is is straight L A. Okay. Um, and then uh, 805 Raiders said the same thing. Okay, that, that's a good choice. You said avocado toast, too. That's pretty uh, L.A. Can, can I tell you something about avocado toast? Don't say it. What? It's freaking delicious. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay. I it's fantastic. Really no, no, no. It's Put an egg but, on there, too. Oh, a little, little runny egg, and they have it run all over Over there. easy. <laughs> well, sure. This thing Look, just we're not animals here. We're not going to cook the a yolk all here. the way through. Of course. It's very messy, and it's delicious. Delicious. It's a little seasoned salt, a little cracked black pepper Stop, on that thing. Bro. Okay, so here's the problem, though. I love burger and salsa. I liked. <laughs> I hate tomatoes. Or no, well, no, I hate salsa, but I I hate tomatoes. But I eat pico no, de gallo. Like pico de gallo. Yeah, I'm it's like, like that's, that's all it is. A little onion, a little cilantro, a little lime. There's nothing in there. <laughs> no, it's like pretty no easy. Um, what were we talking about? I lost my train of thought. Avocado toast. Oh, avocado toast. Um, I can't order it out. My wife orders it out. I feel like such a weirdo ordering that. Like, hey, uh, <laughs> avocado toast. Like you. Like you can't have avocado toast. Look at you. You want the chili burger? <laughs> you, you, you. No, we're gonna, we're gonna bring you a hot pastrami sandwich. We're not bringing you the. Remember, av- you I feel went very self conscious with you it. You went through a uh, phase here. You were doing the yogurt bowl every morning. Yeah, yeah, yogurt I, and fruit in it. Mm-hmm. Every time I'd walk by the kitchen, I'm like, Is that Travis? <laughs> What's going on over there? <laughs> well, I had some exams coming up. I was prepping for my test, uh, and and you and you killed the test. I did. I I passed with flying colors. Yeah. I did, but I can't. I can't. I'll eat avocado toast at home, but I cannot order it in a restaurant. I feel a little overly bougie and self conscious when I do it. By the way, that's fair. I get that. I get that. It's the equivalent of like, equivalent of somebody else that looks so incredibly healthy ordering a chili cheeseburger, and you're like, oh, that just makes me hate that, that person. I just hate that guy. Like, if, if you see some guy that's got, like, a square jaw. Can you see, can you see Taylor? <laughs> yeah, Taylor's a good example. Taylor. Taylor's yep. thin and tall. And if he In just shape, like, running, and then he just. <laughs> take that uh, chili burger with a side of onion rings and, uh, you know, just bring me that chocolate shake and bring the, the tin can that it comes in, too. I'm looking at you. Two like, double levels. Really? I want a couple, couple stacks of bacon, too. <laughs> 
Really? Price ain't an issue. Because here's what happens. They walk back to the kitchen. They put the order in. They don't say anything. I put that same order in. There. That, at least that fat guy over there. You know what he just ordered? Dude, did, did, did you not see the section of the menu where the salads are on there? You know You're why? really going to the chili burgers? Can I burgers? tell you why you get self-conscious? Because I'm it's overweight? Because you have a full conversation in your head of what somebody else is saying about you. Every day you to just every had full, person Did you I hear see. your conversation? Yes. So while you're walking over and all the guy did was put the order in, he said nothing else, you had a full conversation of what they said together. I could see it in his eyes. <laughs> I could see it in his eyes. He was judging me silently with his, you disgust me. I could feel it coming off of his body. Your theory on the play-in games, Al. It's not even – I don't listen, I, I've, I've made the argument before that I'm not a fan of letting teams that are 10 games, 11 games below 500 make the tournament. Okay, you played 82 games. Okay, it is what it is. Do you think teams like the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets? So Brooklyn's three games over 500. They're sitting in the number eight spot. Mm-hmm. They have a half game lead over, or a full game lead on Charlotte for number nine. Okay, they're not going to catch the Toronto Raptors. They're three games behind them. I don't think they are. Maybe they do Unlikely. for for number seven. Do you think that a team like the Lakers and the Nets reach a point because of the playing tournament that? Okay, you know what? Uh, this season's not going as planned. I got a couple guys that are out there not healthy. Guys, it's fine. We got the playing tournament. Guys, hey, we don't have to be one of the top eight teams in the NBA. The reason why I'm asking the question are there are some teams that may take advantage of the playing tournament was not for the Lakers. That the, This idea and the concept of the playing tournament was to – um, They're going to be in it two years in a row, by the way. It was to try to stop. At least last year, you're 12 games over 500. Sure. You're number seven, I, which is not okay. Totally different circumstances, but they were in it. They're still in the playing tournament. Yeah. But the idea of the playing tournament was you're going to try to stop teams from tanking. That you right. want, you want the idea and the concept is you want those teams, maybe seven through 12 or nine through 12, you got something to play for. Sure. Try to make this, you can still get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. A team like the Lakers that was built to obviously try to win it all, a team like Brooklyn that was built to try to win it all, of course they don't want to be in the playing tournament. But I'm sure there's times during the season as you continue to drop down the standings that you have this parachute that, hey, what does it matter whether we're. At 500 or 10 games below 500, we're going to have to be in this playing tournament. I almost feel like that's kind of a it, – it it allows teams like the Lakers to treat the regular season different than they would have if you're top eight or you're out. I, I think it maybe m- makes you manage your players a little differently. Like, for instance, if, if, you, if the Lakers let, – let, let's say there were no playing tournament, okay, and they're just the top eight, and the Lakers are currently sitting nine, but they're well back of eight. Okay, and even if you back this out, say a month ago, and they were still comfortably back of that eighth spot, and you're probably not getting in the playoffs without a play-in tournament, maybe you push it a little bit with some certain guys, and not not to the point of being risky, but right on a, on a, on a night where LeBron's knee is maybe you know it's fifty fifty. Hey, listen, we got no choice. We got to get in the playoffs. He's got to play. We got to see what happens. We'll we'll figure this out. We'll, we'll worry about his knee tomorrow, but we got to play tonight. Maybe maybe it has something to do with that, but. I don't beyond that. I don't see the upside of slow playing this, knowing that hey, listen, I'm not going to be in the top six. Therefore, the difference between seven and ten is negligible. So I'm just going to kind of slow play it. It's it's a it's a bad look, and b the risk is extreme. Look, look, we I think we the Lakers. Let's put the Lakers aside for a second. Talk about the Nets. 
I don't think there's anybody that doesn't think the Nets are coming out of the play-in tournament, right? Mm-hmm. With, with Ky- now with the mandate lifted, Kyrie can play every game. I, I, I get it. The Nets, it would be really, really shocking if they lost. But it's not impossible, Al. It's not. that all that Even with Kyrie, even with Kevin Durant, even if Ben Simmons comes back and they have all of their guys. Any team can lose two in a row. Of or, course yeah. they can. The, the risk far outweighs any sort of, hey, let's just slow play this, doesn't it? So it's not ideal. It's not the game plan. But I think you reach a point during the season where you start looking up the same. We, we did this, I don't know, a couple weeks ago where before the season started, it was, hey, it'd be nice Lakers, you know, top two seed in the West. And then a month goes by and you're like, Okay, can you have can you have be in the first round? Just have home home court in the first round. Another month goes by. Okay, can you stay out of the playing tournament? Another month goes by, and here we are sitting today, nine games left. They're not a lock to make the playing tournament. So I'm not trying to make a case that they're okay with it, but I also feel like there's come a point to the season where they've accepted it and kind of sit back like, okay, it is what it is, but we still don't have to win every game because whether you got one road game against the Pelicans or one home game against the Pelicans, I think LeBron and AD think that they can go into in a row. The Lakers are the perfect example for this because it depends on where you are, right? That if if you're the Lakers from last year, you're looking at the play-in tournament as, you know what, we're good. We do not need to push it. We're going to get LeBron healthy. We're going to get AD. We're, We're a pretty good team. Just everybody get healthy. That playing game. There's no way we're going to lose two games. That's that. I think is the scenario that you're talking about. That's more like kind of a catch-all. Like I don't need to really push all that hard because I'm going to get in anyway. Where the Lakers are right now is just kind of a. It's it's almost embarrassing to be in it. It's almost that, that they're. It is in, embarrassing. That embarrassing they're in a, is the right word. That they're that's in a fist word. fight for tenth place is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've used it as an opportunity to hey listen no matter what happens we're going to get in the playing tournament. I think it's a we're just not very good and we're in tenth place or ninth ninth I guess it's ninth place today but it, it's it's a bad look for a team like that if you're. The Cl- and the Clippers are a bad example. Clippers are a Minnesota team. Timberwolves, the, Minnesota the Pelicans. Timberwolves. Let's, the... let's say the Blazers were just barely holding on. For the Blazers, whatever. They get an extra game or two, maybe a sliding. Sacramento the Lakers, would a, be huge. huge. Like there's certain teams huge. that, yeah. Right, but for the Lakers, and the Nets makes a lot more sense why they are where they are. The Lakers have just played terribly. Who would you take in a fight, Udonis Haslam or Jimmy Butler? Eric Spolstra. Spolstra looked like he was ready to throw a haymaker at Jimmy Butler. Um, there aren't too many guys I would pick ahead of Jimmy Butler, but Haslam might be on the list, <laughs> right? He's got that old school too. Like, no, 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 don't don't mess with Udonis Haslam. Okay, let me let me be a generalist here for a second. Do we all agree that Jimmy Butler's unpredictable? Is that a fair? Is that a good word for Jimmy Butler? I like Jimmy Butler. I, I'm not yeah. talking about his game. I'm Fiery. just saying that his deal is. He's, but I kind of like he's his deal. Unpredictable, too. but unpredictable is fair, yeah. right? Okay. okay, that he he he's a really good player that's been on a lot of teams in a relatively short period of time, right? That a player as good as Jimmy Butler typically, I'm not saying he can't move, but he moves fairly regularly. That you're willing to say, you know what? All right, let's let's do this thing that Haslam was when they got in that argument last night. Maybe go, oh, Haslam's Haslam's not messing around because did, if you're going to step the, to Jimmy the, Butler, you're you're in it. That's by the way, that's true. Did you see the look on everybody's face too? It was all looking at Jimmy Butler. Don't you just want to? What happened? Somebody tell me oh, what we happened. Know what happened? Right? I mean, I don't know exactly what happened. What happened? What do you think happened? He basically questioned everybody's manhood. 
He basically questioned Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was calling out everybody, Spolstra included, mm-hmm. about you guys are a bunch of this, that, and the other things. You guys are a you aren't about what I'm about. You guys wouldn't last a minute in the way that I like to do things. And because Spolstra, and you could read his lips, he's like. Dude, do you think I'm going to fight you? Like, I'm the coach of this team. We're not going to have a fist fight on the bench. Like, you're out of your damn mind. What, do, what are you trying to do? Yeah. And Haslam's like, I'll do it. Yep, let's. I, I, I'm right here. You want? I, I will whip your, you know what? You don't see those very often. And, and by the way, it attracts you. I, I was curious yesterday, Spolster, what he say after the game? What Kyle Lowry say? What some of these guys say? Miami is one of those franchises. It's like, no, they're good. Even though that looked like a mix-up yesterday, you're like, no, no, they're good. I subscribe to the that unless somebody punches another guy and hurts him. Like what happened to the Bulls, Miritich and Bobby Portis, right? That, oh yeah, I, I forget right. somebody punched some. Portis punched Miritich, right? And and Miritich broke ended his up, jaw. Yeah, I missed a bunch of time. That's no bueno. Okay, yeah. that's that's a bad deal. Teammates pushing and shoving no, and calling each other—it's fine. Yeah, it ha- fine. it happens. All- Competitive game. If it's not happening, that's more of a concern, right? If you yeah. have a bad team and guys aren't chirping at each other, then no one gives a damn. Mm-hmm. Like, well, who was it? Ad and Dwight earlier this year. That one day, I, I was trying to walk and I said something. To, he swung at me out of nowhere. Taylor swung at me. <laughs> yeah, well, he's and he's, you said he's this a wild is good. card. You said this he's is good for the show. You said this is good for the show. Taylor is very unpredictable, much like Jimmy Butler. Board op Taylor is a, a very unpredictable uh, man along the way. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Enjoying our little Larry Bird conversation off the off the air here. Larry Bird was the he was the guy that was the most fun player to hate in my entire sports viewing career. Larry always it's the guy on the team that beats your team that's their best player. And for me, for 10 years, that yeah. was Larry Bird. I could not dislike another guy on another team more than Larry Bird for the entire 80s. So it's funny. There was there's these YouTube videos of people, basketball players today. Like I'm talking about kids that are 20, 25 years old, and they're good b- basketball players. They, they, they love the game. They follow LeBron. Kobe was a guy, blah, blah, blah. And they're just watching highlights, old highlights of Larry Bird. And when they first see him, they're like, this dude – and then they start watching the highlights, like, boy can play, <laughs> you know. Like, that was everybody's yeah. experience with Bird. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. So you start watching, you're like, this guy's not very good. He's slow. He doesn't jump high. He never dunks. He never, you know, he, he's not magic. He's. And then you're watching, like, wait, what did he just do? Did he just throw a pass with his elbow like a globetrotter? Did he? Did he just do that? Did he just did he make just hit a fadeaway three while the entire Atlanta Hawks bench is going crazy did, as if they're on his team? Did, did he make Michael Jordan look stupid right there? I think he did. Did he just I, tell somebody what he's going to run, the play they're going to run, and then do it and still hit the shot? I think this is true. I think he literally was playing a game one night, like middle of the season, literally to entertain himself. He played the entire game left-handed. 
He took every shot left-handed. He, he, he dribbled the ball left-handed. Like, he did every just to see. And, it, and no one really had even noticed until about halfway through oh the game gosh. that he wasn't using his right hand. That's how good Larry Bird was. And uh, I hated every minute of the experience until you're on the other side. Like, damn. I really miss Larry Bird giving it to the Lakers because that's what makes it fun, yeah, right? They're yeah. just they just you just don't get that nearly as much. All right, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle your auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit progressive.com. Dave Roberts um was in I uh, was on the radio today. Um he's on with Dan Patrick and he was talking about this upcoming season and what was it? Was it earlier this week, Lee, or late last week, where Kershaw was kind of, hey, you know, you never know what's going to happen week. on paper. Yeah. You know, we yeah. got a really good team on paper, but, you know, the games are a little different. He was kind of giving himself an off-ramp as to what could go wrong. Dave Roberts felt, well, he kind of went for it, put it on record. Hmm. Now, he also said that, you know, we need to get the pitching, but that that is how you do that, right? We are going to win the put World it Series on record. Here, put it on record. That's our focus. That's our goal. Yeah. Yeah, you know, listen um, – there is no there's sometimes if a, a squad that you're not expecting to win at all they go out of their way and say no no we're, we're winning the world we're winning the NBA championship we're winning the world series we're winning the super bowl a lot of times you're like why would you put that kind of pressure on your team especially when nobody's really considering you to win at all i think what dave roberts is doing in this situation and and by the way i'm not you know it makes me think of Sean McVay in the parade um, how run they, it back. Run it back. Run it back. Pat Riley back. I'm Sean the, McVay. Pat, <laughs> Pat Riley back in the 80s. Sorry, Yates. Yours is much better than mine. Running, uh, Pat Riley back in the 80s looking down during the parade and saying, and next year we're going to win it again. And he looks down yep. at, at his team. I, I'm okay when it's a squad that, I mean, it's, if the Dodgers win it all, that's not a story. That's not a surprise. That's the expectation mission for the accomplished. Dodgers. But it is something about your manager saying it. It's different when they actually go out before the season starts and say, yep, that's our goal. That's what we're supposed to do. Put it on record. That that says something. I love it. I love it because it puts pressure on his own guys. It, it it's it, I'm not throwing any shade at Kershaw. I'm not. But it's the opposite of, hey, look, man, anything can happen. No, BS. We're better than them. We need to beat them. We need to get to a point where anything less than winning the World Series Look at our roster. Is a Look at failure, our payroll. Look right? at our organization, how they're all in. You've heard me say it a million times. Baseball, it really is one of those things where really bad teams can beat really good teams kind of regularly. It's If the the Miami Marlins are the worst team in baseball, they might be. If they played the Dodgers ten in times. In July. They're, they're going to win two or three. They could take three or four in a four-game set. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely they can. I love this from Dave Roberts. I absolutely love it because you need to you need to find something that's going to get guys going. You need to find something that's going to make sure that guys on that opening day realize, you know what, we don't have six months to play this thing. We're not, oh, everything will work out. We need to go and kick some butts from the very beginning to the very end. Anything less than winning this whole thing is a disaster, a disaster, and I love that he put that out there. So I guess for me, I don't have to have it. If Dave Roberts doesn't say it, you don't it's, have it's, to have it, but I love the, that it's there. It's not the end of the world that he doesn't say it, but you just mentioned something that I think is important. You got these dudes walking in Mookie Betts, Max Muncy, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, um, Freddie Freeman. Go down the list of all these Clayton Kershaw, Bueller. Go down the list of, of all of a sudden now, they're 
there has to be a little bit different of a mentality when your manager puts it out on blast to 100%. the public. That's like, why I hey, love fellas, it. Um, this guy is letting he's already having that conversation internal. Let me make it a little bit more uncomfortable. Let me go tell everybody else out there. No, no, we're going to go win the World Series. That's a that's a unique angle. That's a unique when you say it from a player perspective. I could see how that could definitely be one of those things. We don't want to look stupid. We don't want to make our manager look stupid. We don't. And there and is realistic. there is no off ramp. There is an oh well, this happened because the off ramp that they have right now, as we sit here, what's today, the twenty fourth of March. The off ramp is the pitching's kind of in. in I don't want to say disarray. That's not right. It, it's unfinished. They, they don't know exactly what it's going to look like. It's unclear as to who's going to be their guys because it's Urias and Bueller and then a bunch of question marks, including Clayton Kershaw, right? Let's not forget that at the end of the season, he couldn't pitch because his elbow was bothering him. He didn't get surgery. He, you know, he didn't go. The elbow injuries don't just kind of heal typically. So there's a million question marks beyond those two guys. I get it that those are the things, but did he say, I don't care. Okay, I don't care. We look at our damn lineup. I know that pitching is the most important part. I understand that, but that he's saying if our pitching is good, we're going to win the World Series. I I couldn't love I don't, it anymore. I don't think that they're not going to do anything. But oh, let's just say something. hypothetically, they didn't do anything. The roster as constructed right now with the pitching staff that you have, is that enough to win it all? <laughs> I, I'm, and I'm not saying that they're not going to do anything, but I'm – I agree if that everybody I agree. stays healthy, it's good. It's got to be a pr- pretty perfect. It, it has to. It, that's exactly right. It has to break their way. If Kershaw misses time, which he almost certainly will, if Urias or Bueller get hurt, which is you look, they're pitchers. They all get hurt, right? They, you miss time. You miss a bunch of things, and all of a sudden. You don't have at least two or three guys that you can throw out there on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I think it it would have to Your go. Your bullpen's got to be solid. Bullpen's you lost a couple of guys. Different. Bert right? and I were talking about this this morning. Like a guy like Victor Gonzalez could be the difference between them winning the World Series or not. Hmm. Right? That you had Victor Gonzalez two years ago when they won the World Series. He was, he was the one guy that came out of the bullpen other than trying to you're like, let's go. You knew he was going to be great. Last year, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't very good at all. So it's guys like that that need to kind of produce, and we'll see. I And, I, and, and the reason why I present Travis is because, listen, they need a lot less help than other squads, right? If you're a team walking into opening day and you're the Diamondbacks or the Rockies or the Padres or the Giants or go down the list, there's a lot of, there's a lot of teams that have a lot bigger holes but the Dodgers also, based on their pitching, it's not perfect. They don't have a perfect situation. They don't have a perfect predicament. And nobody expects that that's going to be the squad as we get further into the season or whatever the case is. But that part's still a question mark. Let's try a quick phone call here. Anytime you want to get in, 877-710-ESPN, Huntington Beach, and Paul. You know if we're talking Dodger baseball, Paul's showing up not long after. What's up, Paul? Hey, man, so good to talk to you guys. And I'm over winter, dude, and, and baseball's here, so I'm fired up. Hey, listen, man. I'm right there with you, and it's time for the Dodgers to put the whole darn thing together. Go back to 2015, and every year thereafter, it's been incomplete. They, they, they stumble at the finish line. They have a shortened season and win a World Series. It's one reason or another, and they haven't been able to put it together, and enough is enough. This roster is as 
deep and as talented as any that they've had, even going back to 2017, which I think was their best team. But this, this roster is stupid good. And I know they've got question marks at the front end of the rotation, Travis, but they've got a lot of talented big-time arms to fill in, and not the least of which is May coming back in a couple of months. I know – I think we've got to – that's got to be the attitude moving forward. You know the way Laker fans act? Like, we're going to win, you know, 65, you know, 70 games and win a championship. That's what the Dodgers, Dodger fans need to be moving forward. All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Paul. You know what? It's a good I, call. I really like that because I hadn't thought of it quite. Like, think, think about the last – Dodgers have won the division, I think it was eight times in a row last year, their wild card. So, let's call it ten years. Okay, for ten years, the Dodgers have been the best team in that division. And there's always been a, yeah, but, you know, there, there's been something yeah. on the back end of that. At the beginning of it, it's, hey, we're just getting started. We're going to get a ton of bites at the apple. Oh, okay. And then it was uh, the Astros ripped us off, which is fair, but uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then it's out of the Red well, Sox. Well, the Red Sox are really good. Better, right? Yeah. And then it was, hey, listen, we had a terrible night, and Rendon and Soto hit went yard at the worst possible time. We got out. Anything can happen in baseball. And then you have a COVID season that they do cash in, but it's like, it's a 60-game season. I don't know. It's a, then last year, you just ran out of gas because all your guys kind of got hurt at the exact same time. Enough. But it's you're right, been, there are it's excuses. It's been 10 years. Yeah. Let's have a season that looks like it's supposed to look. You get performances that you're supposed to have. You get guys that perform to their level, maybe a little and bit And everyone's above. saying, hey, nobody's going to beat them. Right. Mm-hmm. And how about nobody beats them? And how about <laughs> right. you go out there and right. you win 100-plus, and you win the division by you know a handful or more of games, and you go through the playoffs, and these series are 4-2, to two, you know, 3-1. to one, that these, these Enough. I, I love how he put it, that it's time for them to have all of those pieces snap into place at one time because they're really not missing too many of the pieces. But, but the question with that is, do you have the pitching to do that right now? Is Do you have the bullpen right now to do that? And listen, those are questions. If you and I are asking that question, then the front office obviously knew about that a year ago. But it, it's stuff that you, you feel will be addressed. Very quickly. I, 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 and this is coming from the biggest Dodger fan yeah. that you're going to find. Is there a team in baseball that if you that they could say, I will trade all of my pitchers for all of yours that wouldn't take the Dodgers? I don't think there is. Yeah, even right now, sure. if you said, I'll give you all of mine and I get all of yours, I don't think the Dodgers trade with anybody. And we're saying, oh, they got to add some guys. Okay, yeah, but hold that they have the best group. There are other good ones out there. Braves have a pretty good group, right? They We saw them put some some good stuff together, but... It's not like they're trying. They're, they're not the angels no, who are I, I constantly get that. throwing stuff yeah. against the wall. This is a pretty good group of guys. And I bring it up more so Scherzer is gone, and you don't know what's going to happen. They've almost actually trained you that. Oh, we have you like. Think he's sobered up from his interview after that Giants series no. yet? No. <laughs> they interviewed him recently with the Mets. He was still. He's still still a little buzzed. Does he have an undisclosed illness that he hasn't recovered Wait, from? What? Ha- <laughs> What happened with him? Because didn't something happen with him where it was like 15 minutes after the game he got interviewed and he was so already they won, buzzed? So they won that game. Remember on the check swing where they banged him, game yeah. ends, Dodgers win the series. But he was, he was drunk it, in 15 minutes. It was the fastest I've ever seen somebody go from competition to, wait, what's going on here? Like by the time Aaron Donald got to the podium at the at the celebration, like, like an hour he'd been and a on half. the bus on an hour and a half, right? He'd been to, probably started earlier that day. Hey, we got the championship parade. Let's have a party. Scherzer took off his cleats, came back in, and was like, I'm, I, I don't even know where I am. Strike three. Uh, uh, it is good. Uh, uh, go, Dodge. Yeah. It happened pretty quick, Max. Factor cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Guys, the Feel- ethereal voice is back. I was going to say, are you uh, are you feeling any better? Are your mysterious <laughs> uh, symptoms starting to fade? Uh, yeah, the symptoms are starting to fade. I uh, I was uh, told to stay home. It's okay. I'm just, I don't want you guys to get the mysterious illness. I want to spread it in the office. That's all good. Uh, but I am also changed locations where I wasn't. A, I'm actually doing it in my kitchen. So surprise, surprise. Don't my, make a mess, Emily, or your drill sergeant roommate's going to be very upset about you. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that. Um, okay, so. Uh, we all saw yesterday about what happened with the Miami Heat and their, you know, fight that kind of broke out on their bench. So if he had to fight a coach in the NBA, it would be Mike Budenholzer. Travis, <laughs> Dr. Cap. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't have a comprehensive knowledge slee of the NBA coaches the way I would the uh, the NFL guys. Um, Budenholzer, I'm trying to think who's if I had to fight somebody, I'm going to. It's not Pop because Pop is Pop the oldest. Sleep? Pop, I think, is the oldest. Okay, yeah. so I, that my first instinct was to go to the oldest guy. Look, if I got, if I have to do this, I'm not going to pick a guy that's he's ex-military, isn't he? That's why. <laughs> that's why. But Pop may be the oldest, but I'm not messing with him because he's mean and scary, and I'm not doing that. Um, maybe Mike Budin, but Mike Budenholzer is kind of young. I don't. I don't know. I feel I'd, like I'd rather not. I feel like Budenholzer would, uh, like he doesn't look like. He can fight, and then he's just gritty, and he won't. He won't, <laughs> he won't give stop, up. Right, but I don't okay, want. Let me, Steve let me Kerr. list out a couple. I don't couple. want Monty Williams. I don't want any of these younger guys. I don't. I don't need any. Let me part list of that. out a couple coaches. Okay, here. Um, I'm not fighting Jason Kidd. No, I'm not fighting uh, uh, Ty Lue. No, no, thank no, you. no, no. That's you not seen the way happen. his team plays. Um, Doc, no, Doc's I'm definitely tough. not fighting Chauncey. What Billups. about Thibodeau? No. No, Thibodeau, I don't want to do Thibodeau would either. rather die than lose the fight, so yep. we're not doing that. <laughs> okay, let me throw out a couple that I think might be in the – Billy Donovan, I ain't fighting either. Nope. 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 This is uh, somebody that was – I think he served in, like, the Navy or something like that, so I'm uh, I, definitely not – Plus, he's got that crew cut. Guys with crew cuts are bad guys to fight. Okay. That's just – that should be on a piece Steve of wood Nash? somewhere. No, I'm not fighting Nash. You're not fighting Nash? Nash is tough, man. All right, I'll take my chances with – okay, so you already threw Steve Kerr out of the mix. Yeah. I was going to think that that might be one. Um, Frank Vogel might be the nicest guy that I've ever met. Vogel's on the list that I've ever met because, because um, I don't know if he's got that gear where he'd go Tom Thibodeau on you. Quinn Snyder, I think, would knock me out in three seconds. He looks like he's pretty fit. Too. Looks like he's pretty fit. Yeah. Uh, Nick Nurse. I can't. But why am I having a hard time Toronto, visualizing? I know Raptors. where he is, but I can't visualize him. I'll put him in a Chris Finch of the Timberwolves. I think I might take my chances with Chris Finch. I put it to you this way: I, the, he'd be the guy I choose because I don't know who that is. Like if, if, if it just maybe Taylor Jenkins, random. who? That's maybe, the, uh, no, see, that's Memphis. No, you're, the Grizzlies. Do, you're doing that. You're just making up names now. No, no, I'm right? not. Yeah, no. T- Taylor Jenkins is a CPA. Bob Wright in Portland. <laughs> Bob Bob Wright is a insurance adjuster from Topeka, Kansas. Mike Wagner also works at the same office. He's at Allstate. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I don't think it's Bud, but uh, 
That's a that's an interesting question. I think we'd probably end up with Vogel because he's just such a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's having a and bad no. year. <laughs> it might be the time. He might be ripe for the no, picking right now. He would to let out let all, all the frustrations steam. out. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so I know that you know COVID's phasing out in a lot of areas. There's lots of things that are coming. Uh, the restrictions coming back, but there are some things I think that we all wish would stay uh, the same that we don't want to have back pre-COVID. So. You're okay with never having a paper menu at a restaurant again. Alan, back to Cap. Cap, what the hell's going on? I just want my menu. I don't want it. I don't want to use my phone. I don't want to take a photo of the barcode and then scan it, and now all of a sudden I'm looking. I'm like, I can't see. The appetizer's mixed with this. I got to hit this. I got to hit that. Give me the damn menu. I might be the only one left. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Guys, I like looking at the menu. I like going through the drinks. I like seeing the different... Uh, wine options i am 100 percent paper menu okay well kind of society are we living in so you said something very important i don't want the paper one necessarily like i'm laminated yes i'm okay yeah. with the qr code assuming your restaurant has wi-fi that works properly <laughs> right that if you if i'm in you just some, gotta go outside go to the corner and you get i can't load the thing and it just says uh bon me sandwich i'm like yeah okay but what's on the sa- i need to know like it won't load i i, I can't do it the Sit the grossest refresh. option like to your right the the paper one that's in the the laminated plastic that or the little books that yeah. some places have and supposedly uh, they clean it off they spray i'm with you on that but the really gross ones are the ones that they print new papers every day, but they'll like they'll you, well, you can't they, have they're on the table over the... there and now they're on my table. Get that Isn't added that it's got the a whole marinara point? stain on it. Bro, that's so freaking funny Just you say get that. That away. It's disgusting. When they hand those to me, the first thing in my mind, what do you think? I'm an animal? <laughs> Table got seven a, just had it. It's got, you know, like when you spill grease on paper, it gets clear. It's got like a bunch of clear spots on the menu. Oh, no, that's fine. They had a burger. I need to know what they had. No, I need old school, regular menus or, or a QR or, code that works. Or if you're going to print these out, I thought the whole concept is you just print it out 150 yeah, of them, then, and then as they leave, they throw everything away, and then here's a new paper then menu. they'd be running a Kinko's, basically. <laughs> <laughs> they they got to print 300 menus a day. I don't, I don't, just, Char- just go, let's go back. Look, just listen. We like all- my paper bag at the grocery store, charge me 10 more cents, and I'm in. Just give me the damn menu. I'm fine. I, I'm Put it to you this way. I'll sign a waiver. Just hand me the menu when I come through the door. I'll be just fine. <laughs> I'm glad we both feel so yes. passionate about that. All right, so this debate kind of blew up on my Is that Alfredo uh, sauce over the uh, drink specials? <laughs> uh, over my friend's group chat uh, the other day. So you Tikka wear- Masala on the upper right-hand <laughs> corner. I'll take that menu. Was it any good? Hey, Dave, good? Did you enjoy this? I think I got Emily, your menu. Just talk over us because okay. we're in our own world right now. So you wear socks when you go to sleep. Taylor, factor cap. Some nights I do, some nights I don't. Doesn't matter. Here? What? Like when in, I, in when LA? I sleep here? What are you talking about? Like I'm you I'm thinking like when you when said you sometimes I do like when you were in Iowa. Just answer his question comfortably. Yeah. <laughs> it's you you moved out of your seat as if he just said he I'm robbed the bank. Is the purpose of wearing your socks to bed because you're cold? Yes. Right? I mean I would <laughs> think or sick, one or the other. Something's Taylor, going Taylor, on. Do you wear your socks in bed or no? It's a simple it question. It depends on the night. So sometimes you do. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you do. I do. Sometimes is it sometimes only because you're lazy, Give me the scenario because, where yeah. you decide tonight's a sock night. Walk me through it. Tonight's a sock night. Take me through that, Taylor. I, there's no thought process at all, actually. Just laziness? I mean, what are we getting at? 
Well, do you, do you strip naked before you go to bed? Mm, we'll, we'll get to that. Just don't, we'll we'll get to my habits after we're done with yours. I'm just because I the only time I have a theory on socks. Okay, hit me. Here's my theory. For me, when I go to bed, I feel like I can't breathe if my socks are on. <laughs> right. Like I feel like I what? need for some reason. I, and this happens a lot. You're under the covers, and but I'll have a, a foot out, or I'll have both my feet out. They need to breathe. I need air. I couldn't agree more so, with that. And I, I, I say this to you, Taylor, because I think you'll sleep better. <laughs> I feel like if I have socks on, it's almost the equivalent of I can't I can't sleep with a sweater on or no. something on those lines. That's what the cover's for. So I, I go without a sock. So to answer your question, I like to be fully unencumbered when I sleep. Okay. Fully. <laughs> okay. So uh, the, the only time every once in a while, if it's really cold, Perhaps right. I mean, really cold. Like you're in mammoth you're butt naked and it's a when blizzard. you go to bed. Nine out of ten times, yes. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like to be free. I like to be, and I like to have a blanket on. I like to have this. So I like to snuggle into the sheets and t-shirts. Get Your kid comes up. in. Uh, ask my a kids, question. My kids are old. They don't. Come, so that that's a that's a good question. When they were younger, and the possibility of them coming in the room in the middle of the night, you had to be a little more tactical about how you would do these things. I mean, but throw now, some socks on. Put something on. <laughs> I like to be I like to be unencumbered. Completely unencumbered. Sock and okay. Can I get really weird about this for a second? I was Please. short today. Like we have it already. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, I have my I have hairy legs. Okay, socks make that hair on the bottom of your leg feel really weird. I know that when I'm sleeping, I can't have that static electricity firing on my feet. Would have known we found out this much about Travis, which what is a simple know? sock question. What else do you want to know? <laughs> I'm good, and I'm the freak because I wear them to bed. Yeah. Not freak. I'm just curious. Like I thought this was barn life in Iowa, where it's 40 degrees below zero, and you didn't want to get frostbite. Yeah, no, can't do the socks. Thermal socks can't on. Breathe. I feel yeah. like I'm like. Like I can't but breathe. Like, I, I feel that's why I'm comfortable everything. doing it. Why am I? <laughs> like yeah. you need to breathe. I stop your, at the socks. I, you stop. I breathe through my face, my chest, my legs, pretty much everywhere. All right, guys. Yeah, but if you're like head. lounging in your bed, do you take your socks off or do you keep your socks on? Like if you're just like uh, I don't in bed. really lounge in my bed. That okay. my bed is for sleeping. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So uh, I don't know how we're gonna move on from we that, but uh, so the next one is. Uh, you religiously use a calendar. So as in, if it's not in your calendar, on your phone, or on your Google calendar, it doesn't exist. Uh, Travis, factor cap. Al, I think I've told you this. If it's not in the Rogers family calendar, it does not exist. Like, this this, this is, for it's me and Susan. Like, the kids are exempt from this, but... The whole thing is her work schedule needs to be in the in the calendar. Mine yeah. needs to be in the calendar. Kids' games need to be in the calendar. Golf golf tee times, nights out with your buddies or nights out with the girls. If it's not there, I can expect you to be home and vice versa because we can go out to dinner or whatever. If it's not in the calendar, it doesn't exist. I am a avid user of the calendar. It's funny because you look at – let's look at our work schedule. Sometimes it's all over the place. During the football season, you don't know what the yep. hell is going on. I'm kind of the same thing with the NBA schedule. I never use a calendar, ever. And I, I don't know if it's because I haven't used it for so long that I don't even feel like I need it. I don't feel like I'm um, I don't feel like I'm dependent on it. I never use a, a calendar, so I'm good to go. So I don't know. I, I might have five things going on between today and tomorrow. I know where they are, and I just kind of leave it at that. So I'll, I'll use an example. If let, Let's say you called me and said, hey, you want to go get drinks one afternoon. Yep. I know you would never do that because you'd rather drive to San Diego by yourself. But theoretically, let's just have this be a hypothetical. There's a podcast that I'm listening to. <laughs> 
that if you did that, I would the first thing I'd do is look at the calendar, and if the boys' baseball game is not in there but it exists, and I said yes to you, I'd blame Susan. Like, hey, you didn't put the game in the uh, calendar. If it's not in the calendar, it doesn't exist. I need you to your do your whole these life things. is on the it's calendar, right here. Right here. Emily, you strike me as a non-calendar user. No, I say calendar. <laughs> I am not a calendar user. Yeah, really? So I'm just kind of – I know my schedule. I know what's going on, and I just feel like – I feel it in the bones. Uh, Taylor? And sometimes, yeah. Non-calendar person. Yeah, non-calendar. non-calendar. That yeah. one was easy. Yeah. All right. Time is easy. a flat circle. <laughs> I got one more left. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, so a video went viral kind of this weekend uh, of a woman regretting have it, allowing her f- uh, husband to put vows about March Madness in their vows. So – Men who include sports watching in their wedding vows should not be allowed to get married. Alan, factor cap. Um, I'm going to go cap, and I'll tell you why cap. <laughs> if your girl's good with it, and you know your girl good enough, then I think you're good to go. Would I ever put sports in my vows? Of course I would not. Die, Spanos. <laughs> <laughs> I do, sweetheart. Spanos, I'll see you in hell. <laughs> Why did that just touch me? <laughs> you that seen, was oh, that's a good idea, Trav. You should write it down. That's not a bad idea Put it in at your calendar. all. <laughs> uh, it's cheesy. I would never do it. But if the relation, you know, sometimes people do it and it's funny. And you got you got the people that are there. All of a sudden, they're laughing, they're giggling. I could see how it could be used in a good way. I would never do it. It needs to be done really artfully if you're going to do it. Yeah. Right? And very, and really short. And I, I'm with you. Not in Eagles a million, by six. Not, what? not in a million years. Yeah. But if you want to – look, there are only a few things in the world that you kind of have to take at least somewhat seriously, right? This feels like one of those times to me that your wedding vows are a serious uh, event, that you're declaring your intention to spend the rest of your life with someone else, you know, Dodger blue forever feels out of place in that spot. I don't know. I mean, I love the Go Dodgers, Blue Jackets. Yeah, it just seems like it would be a, an aggressive play in that spot. Emily, would you allow your uh, future husband to talk about uh, a sports team? I think that my future husband definitely cannot root for certain teams. I feel like it's more like by the time we get to that wedding point, I have to know that he can't be a Pats fan. He can't be a certain you're, you're kidding, right? No, is, yeah, they, kind of you kidding. meet the love of your life, and he's a giant Aaron Rodgers fan. You're nope. out? Not happening. I, no. I'm gonna, I'm, my, so my younger sister's actually dating, presumably could be together with, this, with a Pats fan, and we all jokingly rib him. But obviously, if it's the love of my life, I can get over it. Nope, Emily, but... don't, don't, <laughs> don't give an inch here. Yeah, Ladies, would you, please, would you says, marry hey, a Celtics? I got a deep secret. I got a deep, dark secret to tell you. The Spanishes are, are distant relatives of mine. It ain't happening, buddy. <laughs> nice knowing you. Good it luck. Is over. I get possession. I have custody of rookie. Peace out. That's how that would go. No, she would take rookie. I never <laughs> see that guy, my uh, buddy. Well, there you go. You got to stay with her. Yeah. Spanoses and all. What are you going to do? All right. Uh, Keenan, speaking of, Keenan Allen. Yeah. Football offseason has been great. Lots of shade being thrown around right now. I dig it. Keenan Allen was the latest. That's next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. So after that last segment, why have you refused to make eye contact with me during the entire break? Why? What's what's going on? Because you gave me visuals that I didn't need, nor did I ask for. Well, they, they, Taylor did. Taylor's visual was he has a sock on. No, he asked me the other question. I said, we'll get to that, and we got to it. You could have skipped it. I'd like to be unencumbered. I had you. 
I had you all wrong, honestly, Trav. Really? Yeah. What were yeah you I would have think you'd be you bundled think, like, up. Flannel I mean, pajamas? With, with yesterday, asking about the, the sunrise, sunset, yeah. and, and finding out that you're uh, a free sleeper. I, I, I texted Taylor this morning as the sun was coming up. So said, beautiful sunrise No this picture, morning. though. No, I was driving. I, I, I didn't want to. Uh, I, I did, what I time did do you leave when you come up here? I left this morning a little bit before 6, about, about 10 minutes to 6. So the sun came up six thirty ish, maybe a little bit before, a little after that. It was it's quite nice. I didn't pull over and get into downward facing dog and enjoy the yoga sunrise, but uh, it was a nice way to start. That's the good day. enough. That's yeah. good enough, right there. Yeah. Uh, just it's okay. You can look at me. I'm fine. I, I'm fully, fully, uh, incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> I can tell you're you're not really feeling it. Um. So yesterday, Tyree Kill, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tyree Kill gets traded to the uh, the Dolphins, and the Chiefs get uh, a whole bunch of picks coming back the other way. Keenan Allen, yeah, the the receiver for the Chargers, wrote this on um, Twitter. This one gonna expose some people, and then he's got the shrugging guy emoji Kay. next to it. Glad he's out of the division too. Hashtag respect. It's not nothing. That's not. First of all, it's best division in football. They got rid of a very good player. Who's he talking about getting exposed? There's only there's two guys that popped into my head. Two guys that he could, he's talking about Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes, sure. one or the other. Those yep. are the only two guys because I don't think he's saying that about Travis Kelsey or Clyde Edwards Alaire or one of these guys. Those are the only two things that make sense. I, I don't really it's an interesting quote because we could make up you know, sometimes people say, Oh no, don't read between the lines. No, no, we'll go ahead and make our assumptions of what we think. There's certain players. Keenan Allen's a good player. He represents the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are a team that has not done anything in that division in a long time. Um, the Chargers are a team that at one point you thought, hey, they might win this division sure. until they choked away a good-sized lead against the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chiefs ended up winning. Winning Raider, They end up losing to the Raiders. If Keenan's running his mouth about the Chiefs, I don't know how wise that is. I don't know how smart that is. And if he's talking about, hey, Patrick Mahomes is going to be exposed or Andy Reid's going to be exposed, I think who the messenger is, too, is interesting. The Chargers, doesn't, they don't sound like a squad that's done anything to where you should be running your mouth. You know what I mean? That part of it, yes. That, that the Charger player is saying, ah, you guys are fugazi, is weird. But I, I don't have a problem. It's interesting to me because here, here's, here's the deal. These guys see stuff and know stuff that you and I don't know. Mm -hmm. they, they, they can look at something and say, that's not what you think it is. And they're, they're very often right that game recognizes game, right, to use the expression that if you, guys that play in the league that say, that guy right there, he ain't what you think he is, they're almost always right. They're now, in the end. They get it. They yeah. know what's real and what isn't. And that he's saying somebody's about to get exposed, whether it's smart or not smart, is not the interesting part to me. What's interesting to me is I, I want to know if he's right. I want to know if he's looking at Patrick Mahomes and saying, this thing is a house of cards, and that was the piece holding it together, and now that he's gone, the whole thing is going to look totally – it's a weird thing to say about him or Andy Reid. They've been to the AFC Championship game four years in a row. Yeah. They've been to the two of the last four Super Bowls. They've won a Super Bowl. Mahomes has been an MVP. It certainly doesn't look like a house of cards to me, but that he's saying it is really weird. If you're a Raider fan – a Charger fan or a Bronco fan, you're sitting today much more comfortable knowing that Tyree Kill is playing for the Miami Dolphins. Now, they got a boatload of picks back. What they eventually do with the picks, we'll have to wait and see. But it is – what's interesting to me is when you're in a window of winning 
and that's the window that the Chiefs are in. Mm-hmm. The window of the Chiefs is, no, no, we compete for Super Bowls. You just got rid of one of your best players, one of your, you know, one of your best weapons um, at a time where you are competing. So when Les Snead has the F them pick shirt on, uh, it's interesting to see the Chiefs, who are in the window of winning, collecting picks, get rid of one of their best players. And they have, what do they have, 12 picks this draft or something They've like that? They've got six in the first three rounds. They've got two in the first, second, and third rounds. Which, you know, the first three rounds, that's basically, they're going to have six of the top 100 picks. That's not nothing. It's not nothing. It, the curiosity is going to be, are you going to be able to go get impact players? How do you replace him? Maybe it's going to be, you know, two quarters instead of one dollar or whatever it is. But it's exactly the opposite. The, the Rams do that. Give me the guy. I don't want to know what guys I might get. Give me the give, guy I've already seen get, established. Was there any question that Jalen Ramsey was going to no. be good? Right, give me him. And, and the draft picks that uh, Jacksonville turned those into? For the most part, mediocre to less than that. Give me the guy. Chiefs are going in a different way. The, the Chargers are but, the guys you, that but said did, it. Did you hear the team that you just said? What the Jags do with it? Okay, well the Jags, Jags. want the picks. Yeah, right. Like that. Why would the Chiefs? The fact that it's the Chiefs going to get the picks. That's interesting. Let's try a quick phone call here. Our man Manuel in Gardena. What's up, Manuel? How you feeling? Hey fellas. So real quick, um, I wanted to circle back to the L.A. food, right? Uh, Bacon-wrapped hot dogs are disgusting. They're revolting. Bacon is great. Hot dogs are great. Together, not so much. Speak uh, for yourself, toast, Manuel. I could, I could do without. I'm not an avocado guy, believe it or not. One of the only Mexicans on earth that does not like <laughs> avocado. But um, I'm going with animal fries, okay? It's an L.A. staple. It is a in-and-out staple. And uh, also, Tommy's Burgers our L.A. food, baby. Sure. Sliwa, keep up the good work. Travis, keep up the good work. And give Grandpa Mason a hug from me. It was a cute picture yesterday where he was looking very awkward. <laughs> you got it. It's uh, Look, Animal Fries are a great answer. Tommy's is a great answer. The, these are, But these are like regional restaurants as opposed to like a cuisine necessarily. Yeah, where everybody's copying. It's a Philly cheesesteak, and right. there's – 20 places Perfect that make example. a Philly cheesesteak. Their Philly cheesesteaks are everywhere, but they belong to Philly. Like cheeseburgers and chili burgers don't belong to L.A., or, or do they? Bacon-wrapped hot dogs, I think, is the best deal. And, Manuel, you might want to get your tongue checked because if you don't like avocados and bacon-wrapped hot dogs, what are we doing here, Slee? What are we doing? I'm okay without a bacon-wrapped hot dog. Just give me a good hot dog. Yeah, give me a good hot dog. The thing you've ever said. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save at Progressive for a BLT or something. That's good, too. Why, see, why does it have to be one or the other? Why can't we celebrate the entire palette of bacon? corporations to be merged. <laughs> at Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home or car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. I'm not the only one that has the feelings about the Lakers if they get out of that play-in tournament. There's somebody else, big name, coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.